Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Legacy. 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 This is the Aztec Legacy Podcast with yours truly, Robert Ortiz, where we honor and learn from the legacies of the past, present, and the future Aztecs. Today, I have an Aztec, another Aztec brother uh, that came in at the end of my San Diego State career, uh, running back, you know, he was known as TC, but, uh, you know, you call him TC Speaks now, but uh, Tyler Campbell, welcome to the show. Hey, man, probably like the last, the last little bit of people who called, who went, you know, you went by Pretty Ricky back in the day. Oh, you know, Pretty oh, Ricky oh, was coming oh. on the scene. Hey, this is not about me. This is about <laughs> you. <laughs> hey. hey, what's up, Rob? It's a pleasure, brother. Yeah, I appreciate you giving me your time. Sorry I was a little late today. You know, I had daddy duties, but we, we in hey, here. We in we here. here, brother. You just California dreaming, baby. You West Coast in slow motion. Don't trip, man. Don't yes, even sir. trip. <laughs> Don't even trip. You, you right on time. Know. You already know. Um, so, you know, like I explained to you, this is about your journey. This is about your legacy. And this, yeah. this is about how you got to San Diego State and, you know, and, and what, what you were before you got to San Diego State and, 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 and a little bit of, of, of when you were at San Diego State. So let's jump right into it. I just want to know what type of person were you as a young kid, teenager, um, and then what type of sports did you play? Um, so for, for me, I think, like, I had no choice but to play sports, Rob. Like, I think even if I didn't want to, if you're a kid growing up in Texas, bro, you if you're not playing football first, that's like, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? If you're not playing football first, but um, I was a late bloomer. Like I, I did not play football until the seventh grade. So um, for me, basketball was the first love. Uh, basketball was, was everything. I didn't play no other sports growing up uh, from second grade all the way to seventh grade, but basketball. Okay, so you're a hooper a little bit. You got some. Well, yeah. So, so it was, but it was just because Rob, like my pops, you know, Earl Campbell, Hall of Famer, all that other jazz, whoop de whoop. He didn't want us playing until we got to seventh grade because that was when that was when my pops started playing football. So he held up to held us up to the same standard. So while I wanted to play, y'all, I had was was backyard football. I was like one of the last kids growing up to play ball, and for me, it was like a good introduction because a lot of times you grow up in that video game era. You know what I'm saying? Madden is still, is still popping all the video games. And what it did for me is it painted an image in my mind that, okay, you're good on the sticks. So that must mean it translates over to like when it's time to actually play ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, and please understand, Rob, like athletically, like my brother Christian had older brother. My brother won state in the 200 in Texas. Uh, were, were second in the state in the 200 in Texas as a sophomore. Uh -huh. The first time my brother ever touched the pills in seventh grade, 80-yard touchdown run. Woo. So for me, football didn't go that way. When I first lined up seventh grade middle school football in Texas, you play for your middle school. Ain't no pee you like you play ball for your middle school. And so suiting up at Hill Country Middle School, bro, I was trash. <laughs> and you could and you could tell bro it's like the coaches my brother had a legacy he had already started right pops has this legacy and so when i came along yo it didn't fit yeah on top of all that maturity wise puberty wise i was 
I was supposed to be a sixth grader. So I was actually 11 years old playing seventh grade football with, with, with everybody, you know, 13. I was a year behind, so I wasn't mature. And so the game was too fast, Rob. I didn't have any coordination. I experienced probably the worst trash talk from other cats in the seventh grade because yeah. every school knew whose who son I was, uh-huh. you know. And so for me, I think growing up before hitting high school, Rob, quite honestly, those were like my darkest days because I never measured up athletically to what people aspired for me to be, um, being somebody picking up and playing the game of football. So you want to talk about a young man who's like really searching and finding himself and really like not having full awareness that as a young man, there's number one, there's more to you than just a sport. Yeah. But I didn't give myself enough worth, have enough self-worth, enough self-awareness, enough value of myself to get that. So I placed everything in football. And so I got let down. Yeah. But at the same time, it was a rude awakening to understand that whatever you want out of life, bro, Yo, you gotta work for it. Yeah. And so that was gonna be my next question. So so how did that uh adversity at the beginning shape you moving forward? Were you like, I'm not I'm like, were you discouraged? Were you negative, 100%, positive? 100%, like I'm hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. And and Rob, understand, like, bro, I went to I'm from the burbs, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the burbs, so it's like I'm one of the only black people on the team. So bro, it's like he can't. If you can, like, surely you can play ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, ain't, I ain't trying to be on no racist tips there, but surely if you're the only brother on there, you, you got to be able to play ball. Yeah. All right? So, like, hearing all those things and hearing cats on my team cracking on me, it's like, so I went to work. Yeah. And I started to really, like, take hold and train my body personally. Like, yeah. football for me was understanding it was, it was a mentality long before you got out there. Mm-hmm. You know? And for me, I was intimidated to ask my pops for help. I was so embarrassed. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get myself strong enough. I'm going to get myself faster. And then I can ask my pops for his help, for some help. I got to show him that I can, like, I can do a little bit on my own. And, um, and so eighth grade came around, bro. It's like, now I'm playing both ways. I'm playing outside linebacker and I'm playing running back. And then one of the dudes, uh, one of the dudes on our team who was the starting, starting running back, or excuse me, I played fullback. He was the starting running back. He got shipped off to an alternative school. So I got switched to tailback, and that was my first time playing tailback full time. And after that, it was, it was rhythm. It was rhythm, and it was a flow, and it was aggression, and it, and it became the first time I really and truly loved football. Like, I started to actually love because I wasn't sorry no more. Because <laughs> <laughs> that adversity, though, it helped shape your work ethic, basically. It showed me that I was going to be different than my pop. No disrespect to him. No different than I was going to be different than my brother. It showed me at the the very beginning, football as well as life, Rob, for me, it was always going to have to be work. Mm -hmm. For me, I wasn't athletically gifted. I wasn't the most talented in the classroom, but I know how to play the game. Like I know how to work and stay late. And then I know how to ask for help in the classroom. I know how to go above and beyond to be a better friend. Like I got to put work into my relationships. So that tragedy of seventh grade, it set up everything. It changed the way I treated people, bruh. Like not just ball, like it, it really shaped me and told me that, yeah, I'm from the burbs, but it's like, you're going to go through your own, go through your own struggle and it's up to you to get through it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I love that. Hey, learning something today. All right. So let's, let's, let's fast forward to uh, mm-hmm. high school. 
You know, yeah. are you still hooping? Are you still what? What other sports you into? Bro, I noticed that even though I could dunk in ninth grade, I'm still I'm still barely five eleven. <laughs> so ain't no, if you ain't got no handles. Look, at, we, at that time, Allen Iverson is king, right? They still doing and one basketball on ESPN with the professor. I ain't got no handles. So uh, football, football is it. Okay, right. Foot, I'm like ninth grade, I'm like, make the decision. And so after that ninth grade, I played no more ball. I went football and my, like I made, I made varsity as a sophomore, right? I made varsity as a sophomore, went to Westlake High School, same high school for Adam Hall, same high school for for Drew Brees, um, talented public high school down here in state in state of Texas, just won the state championship last year. Like my school is the first school to ever have a jumbotron in the state of Texas. Yeah, and that happened when I was in school, selling out ten thousand every home game. You feel me? So it's Friday night lights for real. Yeah. Like it's people. That's, that's it's a people real life. Money. Right yeah, bro. It's it's people putting money on games. It's it's um my high school having the longest district wins. Uh, of championships, like all of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so went to a good ped- pedigree of high school, made varsity as a sophomore. I ended up having knee surgery, so I didn't play. So with me playing ball my junior year, I came out of the woodwork. It was like I was a forgotten nobody, like there was a year off from football. Um, so I ended up walking out my junior year. Rob, I, I end up, Adrian Peterson and me are the same year. Okay, and if y'all, man, if y'all didn't ever see Adrian Peterson in high school, bro, you missing something, Rob. That's like, <laughs> but he was the number one running back in the state of Texas, uh-huh. and I was the number two running back in the state of Texas. Not all-purpose back, number two running back as a junior, as a, after I finished my junior season. Yeah. Number 32 prospect overall in the state. Shoot, we had Rivals.com. They had this thing called the Midland 66, which was Texas, Oklahoma, and, like, Missouri. And I was number 50, 52 out of that list of 66. Yeah. So those, schol- those scholarships, those letters, they start turning. And, um, and I see that it's not it, like it literally, if you if I, you'd have looked at me and, and thought about that seven-year-old, that seven-grade-year-old kid, you'd have been like, who is this? Yeah. And it, it took me by surprise. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't know how to – my problem, Rob, at that age, bro, I didn't know how to handle success. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Man. That was because I worked so hard. I never knew what it felt like. Yeah. I never, I never knew what that type of individual success felt like. And, and that was, that was my, that was my biggest downfall, which is what a lot of people don't know. So what, is, so what were the obstacles though that you were dealing so, with? So for me, it was like, you know how you go, like they used to put the lock, the, the mail in the lockers, right? Uh-huh. And I'll, I'll never forget as the season progressed, my junior year, you start getting that fake, you know, typed up letter mail that we know the secretaries are typing yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. But then those things towards the end of the season turned into handwritten mail. And Rob, think back in the day, like, bro, you getting handwritten letters? Oh, you getting a hand- What? That's real. We don't even know, you know. But so with that came the complacency. Uh-huh. With that came the laziness in the classroom. And with that came me venturing off into going against the grain as to how I was raised. And so I'm a year behind everybody, right? And so I'm just now getting my driver's license my junior year. I'm finally 16. I got a little independent. And I also had an underage drinking problem. Mm. That's what I'm talking about where, where it went wrong. I had an underage drinking problem with the success. I had found out that I could still drink and still ball. And that, I was like, oh, okay, I can do both. Yeah. 
And uh, I ended up getting caught for um, coming drunk to a basketball game in the off season, four months after my 16th birthday during the month of February. And I got caught at my crosstown rival high school basketball game drunk by police officers. Wow. And, um, and of course, you know, the springtime, summertime, that's camp time. Uh, for me, I was sent through the alternative education system because I was a minor. I had consumed alcohol. And on top of all that, I was on the school campus. Yeah. And um, everybody knew who I was. There was no, you know what I'm saying? This was all on me. This was my fault. I made a poor decision. And, and that decision changed the trajectory of my recruitment for the rest of my high school tenure. Yeah, I mean, that's totally that's changed. That's, man, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine going through something like that as an adult, let alone, a, you know, 16-year-old kid. Yeah, man. You know? And um, what's crazy is you say, you know, you, t- you said Friday Night Lights, you said, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you said all the things that basically in that movie is what them kids were dealing with. Hey, Rob, I'm going to do you one better. Steven Berg. Uh, or, or I think his name, I forget, I think his name was, I forget his name, last name Berg, he was the guy who did, used to do um, Great White Hype, he was the white boxer in there. So check this out, the dudes who were in that movie, Friday Night Lights, they came and spent time around us to get into their character roles for the movie Friday Night Lights. In, uh, Peter Berg. Peter Berg, Peter, yeah. Peter's my right hand man, that's my guy. So yeah. he came, he would spend the night at some of our houses, um, because we had we had things like senior girls, girls who would decorate your room the night before the game, um, just getting into the mode of characters. And those guys in the movies came and spent time with us, yeah. so they could feel what Friday like it wasn't. It's not just something that's fixed. Like, bruh, that is what you live and breathe by. It's people who just play high school ball and they can live off of that here in the state of Texas. Don't need to go. You know what I'm saying? Because you're gonna play in a state championship game, fifty thousand people, forty thousand people anyway. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, <laughs> but that's but but so with all of that, Rob, all that yelling, all that screaming, all that newspaper, all these letters, I didn't know how to handle success. I was used to nobody, everybody saying you're not good and and you're not this and having that chip. And then I finally looked up, and now I'm getting the reward. And with that, I didn't have, I didn't know how to uphold as a man. You know what I'm saying? So, so my character level was off. My father made me call every single Division One college coach, Rob, who recruited me, scholarship or not, and made me tell them that I had just gotten, what I had gotten in trouble for, um, that I was going to the alternative system, that I didn't know what my future was going to uphold, and to apologize to them. And for some coaches, never heard from them again. Yeah. I told them I couldn't come to their camps. I couldn't do camps. I, I couldn't go anywhere. My parents, my folks didn't let me out of their sight. You feel me? So uh, my whole recruitment stopped in February for me. Okay. Completely. All right. Completely. So, so this happens. Um, what, what happens next? Cause I know you said the alternative, but yeah. What does that entail? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. So it was, uh, it was the facility that the, the school campus had for, for cats with the, you know, with the records and everybody who got into trouble. And so I did my stint there. You know, and if I had the good behavior and did the community service and did the alcohol counseling and um, I would have all my paper, my homework sent to me. And it's like, you have to be set self-taught, you yeah. know, you have to, you have to self-teach yourself. Yeah. Um, but I was committed, you know, um, I that, messed up my family name. Does that mean, I had to accept- but does that mean you don't get to play sports either? So 
with that came, I had to go before the board. So I did my, my, my full junior year and I had to go before the board for my little appeal to get back into the system. Okay. Um, and if not, they would send me, you know, they, they'd send me back. And so I went before the board, they let me back in. I got through my, my got to my senior season and I'll never forget, um, Wally Gaskins, my scholarship stuck with Wally Gaskins. And you, you remember, I'm sure you remember coach Gaskins, yeah. right? Back, coach. What I did was since so many people, cause I had them from Texas A&M, Notre Dame, um, uh, Missouri, Arizona, um, golly, Arizona State, uh, there, there was a list, right? I ended up sending my tape to Wally Gaskins because I knew Adam Hall went there and I knew I needed to get out of the state of Texas and I love the red and black uniforms. Keep it 100. <laughs> yeah, me too. Keep it, keep it 100. And on the video game, it showed that y'all played in Charger Stadium. Yeah. And so for whatever reason, that stuck. And I knew cats from the South were getting there because Michael Franklin had gotten there. Yeah. Um, I knew I knew Adam Hall had gotten there, which is why I told A. Hall he should have never went to the University of Texas in the first place. Should have went to SDSU the whole time. <laughs> and that's a different that's a different monster. But um, so I said I need to get away from here. And I told Coach G, I told Coach G, um, if my scholarship is there, this is my junior year. I told Coach G because he didn't he didn't waver. I told him, man, if you keep my scholarship, I'm coming. Uh-huh. I'm coming. Uh-huh. Ha- have a ball out senior year. Same, same statistics, same numbers. We go, we go to state, like we make it all the way to, um, or we make the game before state, we lost. I pick up the phone, I call Coach Gaskins. He says, Campbell, you're not going to believe this. I said, what, Coach G? He says, um, we had another gentleman commit. We don't have a scholarship available for you. Oh. So, so, so for me, um, I told everybody, on the, on the silent tip, I told people, like, I only by this time, Rod, I only had one scholarship left, which was Baylor University. And um, when Coach Gaskins told me that, I said, "Okay, I'll hang up. I'll go to Baylor. It's yeah. right up the road. It's a scholarship. Parents, I got to pay for school." The week after Coach G told me that, Baylor told me the same thing the next week. So then I graduate, the number two running back in the state of Texas as a junior. All these accolades, I have nobody who wants to touch me and lay a finger on me, and I have nowhere to go to school. So that's why I had to go to Pasadena City College before getting to San Diego State University. Wow. But, I, but the look, mission, I, that, yeah, go I, ahead. I was wondering, see, this is why I love doing this show, because I was yeah. wondering, like, hold on, wait a second. So when you got to San Diego State, I feel like you weren't a freshman. <laughs> yeah. So that's why when you said, Mm-hmm. Askin said you were gonna get it. I was like, mm-hmm. then he came in as a freshman. But then I'm thinking, but I feel like he was older when he got there. And then, yeah. So that's what. Okay, so Pasadena. Mm-hmm. You said Pasadena City College. Yep. I threw a dart at the state of California, and I figured if I'm gonna get there, I gotta get somewhere where I'm easier to recruit by San Diego State. Yeah. Like junior college here, we got scholarships, and I didn't want to. But I, I was like, I'm not. I was Arizona wanted me as a walk on. I said no. I threw. A, I literally had a map in my room. I threw a dart at the University of Houston. I was accepted into their business school. University of Houston said, "Come walk on," and I was like, "I'd rather be an Aztec, bro. Keep it one hundred. Like, I told Coach G something, and I think I can do it. So I threw a dart at the state of California. It landed around Pasadena, and I called around to see if Pasadena had a, any community college. And I learned about this place called Pasadena City College, same place that Jackie Robinson used to go to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They had a lot of history there, and I was like, "That's a bet." I'll go to Pasadena City College. 
um, I got good grades. The grades ain't the problem. So really I only have to do one semester at Pasadena City College and I can prove myself worthy and make San Diego State look at my film again. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So yeah. all right, so you're you're going, you're coming to Cali. Straight uh, up. Jay In our burger, baby. <laughs> we didn't have that, Rob. I'm coming. Going the JC route. Now, see, let me just give you a little uh of my mindset. You know, obviously we we had two different situations, um, but it kind of ended up the same in a way, like mm-hmm. the same decision. Uh, I had an uh, an offer to a one AA school, San, uh, South Carolina State. I turned it okay. down uh, because my goal was Division One, and uh, and I just knew if I, even when I went out there, I liked it, but I just knew that if if I go there, I'll probably be tra- transferring back or coming back. To, to California after like a season. So mm-hmm. I said, I said, you know what, I'm going to skip that part. And I'm going to, um, now it leaves me two options. I could go the JC route or I can mm-hmm. go walk on somewhere. Right. And, uh, San Diego state, you know, I did my whole process, you know, I'm spiritually led. So I went up to the campus and prayed and God said, this is the place I went. Um, so I decided, and they were going to give me a priority walk on, um, Mm-hmm. I, they told me basically the same thing. Like, we have a scholarship, but it's for someone else. If they turn it down, then you can have it. You know, one of those things. So, um, and I, to this day, I still think it was Jeff Webb. <laughs> <laughs> you think it was dumb? You yeah. think it was dumb? Yeah, I think it was dumb. I think, honestly, because he would be the only one that hadn't signed yet that would have had more more options, you know? So, okay. I honestly okay. think it was him, and uh, and you know that's my brother, so <laughs> I'm, glad he, I'm glad he took it, um, you know, because we were that one-two punch when he did come, me and him. Wow, you know, uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, so I decided that I wanted to walk on instead of go JC because for me, I just didn't want to have like to me, I was like, if I get in somewhere, or if I go JC. Then I'm gonna learn that that program. I'm gonna learn all their their system, and then I'm gonna have to transfer to a whole nother system and learn that. Not only that, they're still gonna have to get to know me. Whereas if I just walk on, it's kind of I'm doing that process, but they are get to see me every single day in the weight room. They get to see me, and and you know, to me, my work ethic was my best asset so you know like I was like you said as far as not I had some natural gifts but I wasn't I had to work for everything I I got you know so um that was my thinking so I understand why you had to go JC now Mm -hmm. this is for the guys that are either in my situation or your situation Mm -hmm. um that are listening to this what like what was your experience doing that, like going the JC route, and and how did you how do you think that that was uh, that helped um, your success moving forward into San Diego State and beyond? Hey, bro, like definitely, it definitely made me appreciate a D one school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it you got to remember coming from high school, I'm like, bro, we was getting gear. We we had Nike stuff when I was in high school we we were sponsored you yeah. you know what I'm saying you had all that stuff JC I'm washing my own clothes yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying um and in Cali it's not like Texas keep in mind I'm from the south 
So our JCs down here have scholarships. You know what I'm saying? They got room and board. You feel me? Like that's why you know Cam Newton coming up here uh, to go to to uh, to Bland Junior College because um, uh-huh. we got room. Our JCs, you know, they still give in to football and yeah. will pay to get you there uh-huh. and to keep you there. Um, Cali, like you like you seen from Laney College and Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Cali is literally pay your own way. Yeah. Like it's on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and so that was my wake up. So for me, JC was like you really on your own. And if it don't work here, you know, I don't know. For me, it was, it was culture. This is, this is how God worked, though. What was dope was all I knew was I had a work ethic. And I had already trained myself through all this time since seventh grade now where you don't have to motivate me. You don't. Like, this is my life. This is my dream. I'm not looking on no coach to make this happen for me. Yep. And, I'm, and, and, I, and I ride for my teammates and I love my teammates, but at the same time, I got to give you 100% of me mm-hmm. all the time because that's the way I'm cut because I know what it's like to be sorry. <laughs> I know what it's like <laughs> to be sorry, and I don't want to go back. Keep it 100, Rob. And so my roommates, they're all from the South. Like Pasadena City College came and got a bunch of us from the South. Majority of them were from New Orleans. Okay. And a majority of them, now that look at like Quan Howard, I, I went to school with Quan, like Quan Howard's uh, roommate from high, teammate from high school was my roommate in, okay. in JC. Got it. You know what I'm saying? I knew about Michael Franklin. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I knew about the Lance Lewis's before I even got there yeah. because I knew that whole, that whole Louisiana line. Most of my friends that I room with, I was the token kid because I come from, I come from the Burbs. My homeboy Twan was from Magnolia Project. Yeah, 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 I had another homeboy from the Upper Ninth Ward. You know what I'm saying? So I was immersed into Louisiana culture. I got immersed into second lining. I got immersed into Lil Wayne of his prominence. I got immersed into um the bunny hop and all these other things that were Louisiana culture. Okay. And then, you know what I'm saying? These brothers could cook. Talking <laughs> <laughs> about Bob. So we didn't have the 99 cent store in, 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 in Texas. I live right next to the 99 on Colorado Boulevard. And man, we could pick up some noodles. My homeboy's from New Orleans, Jamal. He whipped that stuff up, put some seasoning on it. That his mama's man, we was eating, bro. We was eating good, putting all our money together to make gumbo. Uh-huh. Oh man, Rob. So so it made me grow up. It made me it made me see where other cats come from. Yeah. It made me hear these stories about um most of their you know teammates and friends passing away, like real life. Like, it is, I am so lucky to be in California right now, not hearing the gunshots. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those were that. And then I got this mixture of people from who had come over from Compton, who were coming from Compton, California. And yeah. then I learned, like, I couldn't wear blue on certain days. I couldn't wear – you had a gang culture that came together sometimes, depending on the right practice, because sometimes cats was fighting. But you had people that were trying to put aside all of that to win a W. Yeah. And – I valued football even more because look, it was so bad from the cast from Compton. You couldn't say Compton. You were supposed to say Bompton. Yeah. You feel me? And, yeah. and there was beef with cast from Pasadena. That was all new for me. Mm-hmm. You know, couldn't wear bread, couldn't wear blue, learning all these other things that was like Cali culture that a lot of cats already grew up with. That was brand new to me. Yeah. And so I hung around my cast from New Orleans because they helped culture me. They helped take me in. They helped me learn something because I'm green. Yeah. Um, but it was a gift to show me that cats could put aside everything in the game of football to bust heads to try to win. You know what I'm saying? I always, always admired that. I always respected that. Um, 
but that was that was like when I learned these cats knew Michael Franklin they talked about San Diego State I was like okay God I'm validated I know this is where I'm supposed to be yes sir I gotta give it everything that I have at Pasadena City College does that make sense yeah absolutely so tell us a little bit about that how did you do out there adversity again I got hurt the second game of the season I was starting uh-huh. I had a I had shoulder shoulder injury after playing College of the Canyon, okay. and um, I was out the entire season. Dang. So now your boy understands what depression is and anxiety is because remember, you, JC is your last leg. Yep. And so here I am. I took the furthest chance all the way out in California. My mama told me when I got off the plane, "Don't come back to Texas until you have a degree. If you want to make this situation and you want to make this dive to go all the way out in California instead of just staying home here, yeah. don't come home until you get a degree." That's my mama's send-off, getting on Southwest Airlines from Austin, Texas. Hey, that's motivation, though. And so here I am, and I don't have it, and I'm hurt. Yeah. If the one thing I always had to hang my hat on, it was I always had football. Now I don't have football. So now it's like, what type of man are you? Mm-hmm. And do you really think that you can lift yourself up? And um, I rehab my shoulder. What's it take? What's it take? You know, every, everything. I'm in California, Rob. I ain't got no family in Cali. Yeah. I don't really know this place. I just know Bob bought me here. Um, I missed the whole season. I used to call down to, um, golly, is it Coach Blau? Coach Fred Blau, I think, was the special teams coach. Yep. Coach Blau, um, you know, knew me a little bit more from Texas in depth. We had, had conversations. I used to tell Coach B, I said, don't give up on me, sir. I'm going to rehab my shoulder and I'm going to make it out. I rehabbed so hard all that year. I used to work out by UCLA, I mean, uh, by the Rose Bowl. There was a huge notorious hill by the Rose Bowl. I'd take the bus over there, and i run it all the time. Mm-hmm. I got my body in elite shape. When spring football came, Coach Andy Boo showed up on the random okay. to seven on seven. Rob, I can't catch worth a lick. If there's anything about my game, that was it. Your boy can't catch. I can tote that thing. I'll block. I'll hit anybody you want me to, but I can't catch. Yeah. That day in seven on seven, I caught every single pass. I scored multiple touchdowns. Four weeks from that day, I had a scholarship to San Diego State University. Wait a second. So you, so you, wait a second. So you knew, did you know he was there? I knew he was there because we, we lined up and I always told, I always told my head coach, his name was uh, Tom Marr from Pasadena City College. I always told him from the moment I got there, I said, I'm not going to be here for long. San Diego State going to come knocking. And when I got hurt, I always told them they still going to come knocking. And so one day I wasn't expecting it. They just, look, Coach, Coach Boo, the, the man, the man, Coach Andy Boo, yes, sir. was out there. And, I, and he, had that, he had that collar shirt on that said SDSU. Mm-hmm. And I balled out that day. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I'm not arrogant, but I, I balled out that day. Mm-hmm. Four weeks from that day I had a scholarship. At that time, Wally Gaskins was gone, so Coach McDaniel called me. Yeah. You got a scholarship to SDSU. Pray you got to make a decision. You got to make a decision. And Rob, here's how God comes full circle. When I take, he calls me on the random, I'm on a flight the next week to go down and visit San Diego State. Okay? And he tells me when I'm down there in the film room, showing, showing me stuff of Lionel Hamilton, showing me, showing me <laughs> Michael Franklin. And I'm like, okay. So he says, do you want the scholarship or not? I need to know by the time you leave. Uh-huh. And when I commit before I leave, he then tells me that the reason you have a scholarship is because we were recruiting a running back from Hawaii and he got in trouble with either drugs or alcohol. 
and we pulled his scholarship. And so the same reason that I lost my scholarships are the same reason that young man lost his scholarship. And that's how I got to San Diego State because he messed up. Wow. Wow. That, that's, that's how I got crazy. to SDSU. That's yeah. how I got to SDSU. And Rob, I came late. I came late because everything happened so fast that summer. If you if you if you remember, um, if you'll remember, I came late and I couldn't get cleared. And so I missed like two, three weeks of camp. Um, all my stuff was moved into an upstairs storage in the coach's office up there, like my trunks, everything. And I had to stay with Justin Shaw um off campus somewhere working out because I was I was two weeks late. Yeah. Um but that but that's that's how I got to SDSU. So really, it's the same place I dreamed of from the time I was uh, 16 years old, and I and I and I finally got there off the whim. But I only played a quarter, four, six quarters of junior college football. That's crazy. That's that's a praise report. That's straight up a miracle. You know, like that's everything. I cannot believe that. Off of a seven on seven. I'm sure it was seven on seven mixed with your persistence. The fact that you were calling them coaches that too. and that they too, knew yeah. you personally, that's a that's a that means a lot. Cause and you that, were you were it, basically it. doing their job for them. Like I'll that's, just call. That's why my my mentality for recruitment for kids is like I just tell people like, yo, shoot your shot. I say, what you mean, TC? I say, bro, do you, do you love this game? Yeah. Are you willing to do anything that you can to be the best that you can be for this game? All right. And do you believe in yourself? Yes, sir. Then let that push you towards whatever your desire is. And if it's walking on, then let it push you to walking on. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, it, I don't care anywhere anymore where any young kid tells me where they want to go to school. Uh-huh. I just don't because I don't know what that kid harvests inside of him that will propel him to get to where it is that he wants to be. I'm not going to smash your dream. All I'll tell him is that life is going to test every ounce of your faith and your belief in that thing to see if you're really serious about it. Absolutely. And you're I don't have to, I don't have to, yeah, I don't have to talk you out of that because life will do it. And, and, and going through JC, I've seen plenty of cats crumble. Uh You know what I'm saying? The game will make you crumble. This game this game will see what you are really and truly about. Did, did you ever ask uh, Coach Boo or any of them mm-hmm. why, like, he even went to that seven-on-seven? Seven? Like, so, what, was, was he going – like, literally, was he going there to recruit you because of calls or, like, what? He made, he made a stop. He was, he was going to recruit someone else uh, either in Monrovia area or in, in and around Pasadena area – I was just, I was like a stop off. Is the kid like really, really here type of deal? Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, is the kid really, I remember Eric Bieniemy came over to see me from UCLA when Eric Bieniemy was over there before making the jump, you know, Kansas City Chiefs now. Yeah. So I remember, cause, but it was because I would call the school. Yeah. And I remember getting some mail, even though I didn't get a scholarly from, from UCLA. I remember Tyler Ebell and him going through his go through at UCLA. And I love the work that Eric Bieniemy was doing. And so that's why, so I literally, Rob, I used to have the Rolodex of all these schools and I would call you. I'd leave you a voicemail. I would, I would, leave, I would just call persistently and, and send emails when I wasn't doing my work. Do you, re- do you remember what you would say on these calls? 
So I would say I, I remember call, so the, the people who had no wind, no, no wind of me, yeah. I probably shot my, myself in the foot, but I'm all about honesty. That's why I always do real life and real talk with people. I would tell them, I read them the accolades. You know what I'm saying? I read them. I got my, I got the paper still to prove it, baby. I got the rivals numbers and everything still here. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I would tell them, I would tell them, yo, Google and go type in the Midlands, whatever. Go, I was like, go pull the film. And I'm there. I made a costly mistake when I was in high school, but I'm clean now. Matter of fact, you can check my coaches here at Pasadena. I'm really here and I can really play ball. Um, and I remember Eric B. Enemy was like, how come you didn't play last year when he came up to the school? And I was like, man, I got hurt. He came yeah. up to the he gave us away. I was like, man, I, I, I literally got hurt. That was probably the hardest part because that's when nobody called back because I didn't have any statistics from this current football season. All I had was high school. Nobody cared about high school if you and JC. You know what I'm saying? Nobody cared about that. Um, so that was kind of the, the rut and literally question. Like when Eric B was, he was like, what about, I was like, mm, you know, I don't have anything. I really didn't have that film. I had six quarters. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but man, talk about sales, <laughs> sales, yeah. sales pitch. Cause, cause, uh, you know, one of the things that they, when you're a, a salesman is that's like almost the first thing that they do is they put you on cold calls or calling mm -hmm. and you're just making these calls and you're trying to just get somebody on the phone, you know, somebody. and you, I mean, did anybody tell you to do that or that was just you? I started, I already got wind of that in high school, Rob, because nobody used to call me back after I, like Georgia, Georgia Tech stopped taking my calls, Missouri. I remember being in alternative school, Rob, and Tyrone Willingham was at Notre Dame. That was the only school I wanted to go to because I never knew what it was like to play for a black head coach. Yeah. Tyrone Willingham was there, and I remember just telling him that and like, ah, uh, he was, you know, it was Notre Dame. They, weren't gonna, they had other cats, man, and I just, um, it was in those moments of me getting everything stripped where I learned I had to be my biggest advocate and I had to fight for Tyler Campbell. Nobody give a dang about your dad being Earl Campbell. Don't nobody give a dang about Westlake High School. Nobody cares about you like that. Yo, can you play and can you stay your butt out of trouble because you are a, what, $100,000-plus investment? Yeah. And so I heard no, Rob. I heard no over I, – I, I got used to hearing no. I didn't hear yes from nobody. That's, but see, that's hard. That's yeah. like some people, I mean, I went through that, you know, moving forward after San Diego State, you know? Yeah, got, yeah I'm cool. Got cut about a hundred times, you know, people telling me no. Uh, went, into, went into the, went into like the entertainment industry, you know, auditions yeah. and stuff like that. People telling me no. But what's funny is my dad always asked me like, how you deal with that? Like people always telling you no. I'm like, honestly, I don't even know. I just mentally, and, I know what I want, and so if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go after something, I'm gonna go 100 percent, 110 percent if I can, and um, and I'll just let let go and let God let God deal with with, with the results. You know, I don't I don't. All I could do is just show up. But you have you know what the amazing thing? I tell people you have proof. Like, don't forget you have the proof. The reason I say that is because you look, you got pictures behind you of you in college. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have, you have a certain level of proof that you know, you know the route tree. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You know how to stem. Like, you know how to, like, you know you have something just as much as everybody else does. And I think that was my thing. It's like, I'm, 
I, I still know I can play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I still, I still know that I want to knock the other person's head off over the opposing end of the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And you can't take that from me. You, you can't. And so that's, I don't know, bruh. You know, <laughs> that's, that's really what kept me going. It's like, I just, I love, I love this game, but I love, I love the people. I love my brothers and I respect everybody who, who went through their go through to get there. Yeah. To wherever that destination is. Like I respect it too much for me not to give my everything to you and you coming from a Magnolia project, bro. Or you coming from single parent home and, and this is now you in D1 and you eating legitimate meals or you are a first generation college student. You feel me? Like how could I not give you my all when you have the chance to set a whole legacy that's newfound like my father did for my family. Like I seen the generational change, like nobody went to college in my family till, you know, up out of poverty till my father did. And now us as cousins, we talk about college from birth. Why? Because we saw that it's possible. Yeah. So how can I not give you what's possible by, by not holding my end of the bargain so you can show your family, your little brother, your little sister, your, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, these people I don't know, um, if you don't make it, if you don't, perform you don't walk across that stage if you don't get these touchdowns like you're supposed to do that's yeah. why when they switched fullback i wasn't tripping my journey was so my mentality by the time i got the sdsu ride was so different my mentality was get in here take care of your business and everything that i just talked to you about it was like wherever you want me to play i don't care special teams yo let's go do it atia henderson i see you got a gift sick i see you got a gift and I got to help you leverage that gift because I've seen your mama. I've seen your brother. You come from Cocoa Beach, Florida, all the way out here to California. Like, yeah. I'll do whatever it takes so you can be that president like my father was his family. Yeah. So my, my whole mentality when I got to SDSU wasn't about no numbers. It wasn't even about no playing time. It was about ensuring that I gave everything that I had to this game so nobody could look at TC and say, this brother don't come out to practice ready and willing to work. And, and that was – that was a whole, that was it. Like I loved and respected the game so much more than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I loved it too much. I respect the journey you took and the persistence that you had to get to San Diego State. I don't know if I heard of anybody that fought that much to get to San Diego State. I don't think anybody in the history Man. of the school fought that much to get to San Diego State. Like. I mean, but you gotta look at the body of work, though. Look at the body of work, Rob. You gotta look at what I was looking at. I was looking at Mike Frank. I was looking at Lionel Hamilton, freshman All American. For me, like, get. I was looking at Brandon Bournes. Like, for me, I was looking like, man, if I could just get there. Yeah. If I could just get there to be around it, and then a Hall saying, "Yo, you got to get there, Tyler. Like, you got to get there. You got to do everything right for Westlake. Why? Because I've come here and I've balled. Mm -hmm. So you gotta hold up that end of the bargain. And for me. It was about giving there and just giving my all to the game. That's why I tell people, if you don't love this game, yeah. it, will, it will bleed you dry and you will not make it. And you definitely won't make it playing college sports. Yep. You, got to really, you got to really love this game. You got to, you got to really love this game. Yep. I loved it for my brothers. Hey, that was some good stuff, man. I'm excited. Hey, I'm excited Rob to, don't know to do that. I didn't know. know. I, didn't. No, I, would never, I would never say nothing about that, man. I, hey, bro. I wish I wish everybody knew, bro. I knew everybody's name on the roster. You know what I'm saying? I knew about Kirk Nim. You know all them all them guys. I knew about Jr. Tolver. Uh -huh. You know I knew earlier because Adam what Adam Hall was doing. Yeah. So SDSU really it meant something to me. Um, 
so when I got there, bro, I had I had no choice but to give it everything that I had. And and Rob, that's why like Atia's locker was next to me. Dove's locker was over there. You know, Brett Swain's locker was over there. DeMarco Sampson, who played till he was like 20 something in college. <laughs> <laughs> right? I feel the same way. I think he, uh, his senior, or I don't even know what they, they called it, but his last, we'll call his last season at San Diego State. I was like, this dude was, was with me. Like, how is, I think he was with me for two of my seasons. How is he still there? <laughs> hey, Rob, but it was, but it was, it was so much respect. I knew, I knew everybody. Just same way I looked up those colleges was the same way I knew where everybody was from, what high school you went to, what your stats were. And that's why I said, like, man, I knew with the change in the coaching staff, they needed a fullback. I wasn't about to be no tailback, but I knew Atia, and I knew his story, and I knew that my man needed football, like. Like my man needed football. I seen the family. Like my man needed football, and I really, I really wanted to do everything that I could to help make sure my man went to class. That we wouldn't late for the meetings on the road, um, because I was gonna graduate a year before him. But we was all in that same locker, and I noticed how how Dove looked out for us. I noticed how Swizzle looked out for us. You know what I'm saying? And Mike Frank, how Mike Frank looked out. And so for me, it was just a different mentality, bruh. Like I love and respect the game way too much, too many, too much blood, too much sweat, too much tears, um, not to not to make it to where my brothers don't succeed. Yes, sir. That's real. I love the red and black too much, fam. It's on a different level than me. Most cats fell in love when they took the trip. I didn't really have no trip. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't have no 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 visit that that I had to, to get to go out or I got to go to Sayaz. I didn't get none of that. It is. I got like. I got you either come, you come to the athletic center, you meet Coach Crab, you're going to commit, yes or no? Yes, okay, get back on the plane, go back, we'll see. Yeah, same. <laughs> I didn't get none, you know what I'm saying? I didn't get none of that. Everybody else, all them cats came in talking about their recruiting trips. What recruiting trips? <laughs> hey, I feel you. I was the same way. Like I respect it. I already knew the, I knew the walk-on story. I, I knew it. That's why... I just respected people to a different level until you until you can walk in another man's shoes. And that's why, Rob, it's easy to see how hard you ball. That's why it's easy to see the, the, the staying late. That's why it's easy to see, like, the – it just – if you only knew what another man has gone through, you say, oh, how does he work so hard if you just walked in his shoes? To you, it looked like hard work. To that man right there, that's just life. That's just how it's always been, yep. cut from a different cloth. Amen. Well, look, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna need a part two because you know time is like you know I try to keep my my stuff you know so people stay interested and we are gonna have you back to to tell. I want to hear about the San Diego State part of it. You know, yeah. I'm sure that you there was some ups and downs and some stuff yeah. at San Diego State. But before I let you go, I just need to find out. Yeah, you now, if there mm -hmm. was if you could call back. TC, at 18, 19 years old. You're not yeah. even at San Diego State yet. But if you could call back to him and, uh, you know, just give him some words of advice, what would you tell yourself? I would tell him, I would tell me that, bro, you don't know it, but you're like a natural born leader. And you got something in you that causes people for whatever reason to flock to you. And so you are a leader amongst men. Mm -hmm. And even the cats who come before you, you will earn their respect. So never walk with your head down. 
and know that you have something in you that nobody else could duplicate point blank period in comma mm -hmm. and that's and that's what's going to help you change the world that's what i tell them straight up love it love it and you think you would you think you listen or you think you'd be like man mm -mm. rob i i've been through so much bs by that time that's all the encouragement that i needed by that time yeah i just needed somebody to tell me something positive because i had by that time i was i was my own cheerleader i was a one-man team with yeah. a dream nobody else believed in it it's a lonely road. All right. Well, let's uh give you some public your t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey man, I'm just I'm real life and I'm real talk. I think by everybody listening in to me, um, that's how I came up with that slogan. Cause you know, people people will listen to you when you give them what's real. Yeah. No fake, no phonies, no one hit wonders. And so, man, that's why I said, Rob, man, I got a radio show now. Who would have thought? You know what I'm, Dude, I'm 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 a San Diego State Aztec. I'm in Austin, Texas, bro. I got a I got a radio show. Like I ain't go to school to be no speaker, but I got something that pulls you in. And yes, that's I'm saying would have never got it had it not been for SDSU and this journey. I owe the school everything. I love it. I love it. Now, and how can, can we listen? Can people listen? Man, look, you can listen. You know, put me right up there next to Mike Frank. You know, put me right up there next to Michael Franklin and your listening ears. But yeah, I'm, I'm at TC Speak 32. Um, man, Dr. Google will never let you down. Just type in Tyler Campbell and because uh, there's a whole world of that journey um, that we'll learn about next time. And y'all yeah. see how I started to be able to change the world and travel as a professional speaker. Um, just using my mouthpiece, putting that mouthpiece in, Rob. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I appreciate you coming on and sharing the first part of the TC journey and the legacy. We're gonna have part two, I promise you. Uh, but time permitting, you know, I know everybody has things to do, so we're just gonna keep it short and keep you wanting more because <laughs> that's what they do. That's good marketing right there. Already, already, already. <laughs> I appreciate your time and uh, thank you for coming on, brother. Much respect, brother. Love you. Take care of that family. Amen. Legacy. 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 Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.